12 years, you didn't even know you had a son. But then one day, I ran away from military school to look for you. And I'll never forget the words you said when your eyes met mine. You're my what? Mr. Stratton? Yeah. Are you Edward Stratton III? That's me. Pleased to meet you. Hi. I'm your son. To join this man and this woman in holy matrimony. Will you, Edward, take this woman as your lawful and wedded wife? I will. And will you, Kate, take this man as your lawful and wedded husband? I will. With this ring, I thee wed. I now pronounce you husband and wife. everybody, Angela Bowen here, the host of Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. How's everyone doing today? I hope you guys are having a good weekend, facing another week, the final week of January. Can you believe it? We are almost done with the first month of the year. Wow. Of course, the episode I am talking about today is Season 4, Episode 4, entitled Promises, Promises, which aired on October 13th, 1985. This episode's got a rating of 7.2. In this episode, Rick tries to decide if if he should buy a promise ring for a girl at school. We do have a familiar face if you, of course, watched the 80s sitcom on... I believe it was NBC. Elf. Yes, Andrea Elson, who played Lynn Tanner, the eldest Tanner child of Willie and Kate, plays Kimberly. And we have a girl by the name of Tammy Ames, A-M-E-S, who plays a girl named Heather. So, yeah, this episode was directed by Jack Shea. Writers David W. Duclan, the creator, and Ron Levitt, Michael G. Moy, Ken Cinnamon. What? Ken, okay, that's a new name. Haven't seen that. Karen Wengrod. Okay, there's another new name. Uh, Martin Cohen, Howard Leeds, and Ben Starr, of course. We're all familiar with those names. Looks like Alfonso's appearing in this episode. We got Dexter, and of course, Edward and Kate, who is. Credited, Aaron Gray is credited in season four as Kate Summers Stratton. And it looks like the connection we have here is from Promises, Promises, which came out in 1963 and is rated a 5.0. Ooh, ugh. all right. What is that? Okay, what is this? is weird. After a drunken spree on a cruise ship, two women discover that they're pregnant and set out to find who the fathers are. That's what this episode title is named after? You gotta be kidding me. Oh my god. 
And the movie poster for Promises, Promises, this looks like this is going to be as close to an adult film. Because she's like naked and covered in soap suds. And it says, now see all of Jane Mansfield. Uncut, uncensored, European version. Good. Okay. You read about her in Playboy magazine. No, I didn't. And I want to keep it that way. Wow. Come on. I'm sure it's just the title. It has nothing to do with that movie. When I looked over season four of the episodes, it seems like almost like every couple episodes, Rick has a new girl that he's either dating or interested in or trying to get him to date or trying to get to date him and all this stuff. So, yeah. Of course, before I get into the episode, I'd like to let the new listeners know where they can go to find the podcast on social media. Together, we're going to find our way on unofficial Silver Spoons podcast on Facebook. Also, Silver Spoons pod on Instagram. And it also shares space with the Punky Power podcast on Twitter. Also, the podcast has an email address if you'd like to send an email to talk about your memories of Silver Spoons or you want to send an email on a past episode I've done, you can do that at silverspoonspodcast at gmail.com. All right, let's get into this episode. Okay, so we come out of the intro and Kate is yelling up the stairs for Rick that dinner's almost ready because she made lasagna. And Rick screams down, I'm not staying for dinner! I'm going out to eat! And of course she's like, why didn't you tell me? And he's like, I'm telling you now! So, definitely the house has gotten a remodel I'm looking at the wall of where the stairs is off the living room, and I'm trying to remember, I don't think it had a window on that wall. I think that window is new. And so is the carpet. It just, it looks, really, it looks like a home. A comfy, cozy home. So I'm going to play this clip. Alone. <laughs> uh, 
notices a change in Rick as far as not just the fact that he's hardly ever home to eat dinner, but he's also dressing differently. He's always on the phone. And Edward's like, wow, a teenager who's always on the phone. (sighs) Rick comes down in a really nice blue blazer and a black t-shirt underneath. And I'm like, dang boy, you clean up good. He's going to a place called Burger's. I love, well, she says he's been dressing so nice lately, and Edward, of course, being a guy, he's like, well, I didn't notice anything. Rick comes down, and immediately the girls in the audience are like, woo! They they like what they see. Like, oh, yeah. Teenage me likes what I sees. <laughs> so Edward's like, wow, you look really sharp. Where are you going? And, of course, typical teenage response, out. Bye! <laughs> Of course, Edward's like, okay, out where? And Rick's like, I'm going to Burgers, which apparently is like a hamburger joint. So he stopped going to Lulu's restaurant. <laughs> I thought that used to be the happening place, but I guess that was only in season three. From six until ten, he's going to be there. Mind you, Rick is still 15. He doesn't have a driver's license yet, so who's driving him? So let me go back here and see, when did this episode air? I think it was October of 85, right? I'm pretty sure. Uh, yes, October of 85. When did Elf start? That was like 84, right? A-L-F. 86 to 90, okay. I was like uh, a couple years off. All right. But you see Andrea Elson, who plays Lynn, she's got the curly hair like Lynn would have. There was an episode, like, maybe that came out in, like, either 80... It might have been, like, 1990, 91, where, um, of Who's the Boss, when Sam was, like, in college. And the girl, like, this girl, I recognize the voice. And a little of the face. But the thing that was different is the hair. I've always known Andrea Elson as Lynn on Elf. But to see her 
as a college student and her hair is straight because her hair was like on elf for four seasons it was always curly it was pretty much just like this and so she plays he plays kimberly here and what she's wearing is like a a jean like suspender get up with a pink and black checkered shirt she Honestly, I'm gonna be honest here. She looks semi-kiddish, but maybe this is how the teenage girls kind of dressed. And of course, she's like, surprise! And he's like, oh, you're not kidding, because he was probably gonna meet her there, right? And she comes in, and immediately they embrace and lock lips. And of course, you have Edward and Kate just like, okay, who's this girl? Kissing Rick. (laughs) Neither of them have issues with PDA at all. And she doesn't care that she's kissing her guy in front of his parents. You hear the audience go, whoa! Of course, Edward's like, uh, Kate, this girl who's kissing Rick, do we know her? Like, have we met her? And Kate's like, well, we haven't met her, but I hope that Rick knows her. Like, he clearly does. Of course, Kimberly breaks from the kiss, and she's like, oops, sorry. <laughs> I thought we were alone. You thought, because she only has eyes for Rick. Of course, she didn't see his parents standing in the, uh, in the living room there, because it's an open living room. You walk right into the, from the foyer into the, their lake right there. I see that Rick is still wearing those rubber bands, or fancy rubber band bracelet Dealies that must have been all the rage in 85. Kimberly is such a sweet girl. She introduces herself. Why is Rick wiping his mouth off like he's embarrassed? Luckily, Kimberly's too busy introducing herself to Edward and Kate to notice. Unless, like, Rick, maybe Ricky Stratton, Ricky Stratton, maybe Rick Stratton's fine with it, but maybe Ricky Schroeder, the actor, is like, okay, that was kind of wet, my lips are, like, damp. Okay, I'm fine. And she's like, uh, Kimberly, oh, I've heard so much about you. And Edward and Kate are all like, oh, great. We've <laughs> heard nothing about you. Of course, Edward's like, oh, yeah, Rick, he's a talker, all right. <laughs> Of course, Kimberly can read them like a book. Like, oh, he hasn't even mentioned me, has he? I didn't think so. And Edward's like, oh, well, not by name. And of course, Kimberly turns directly, oh, isn't that cute? He's shy. And she's like, oh, well, I uh, tell my parents everything. And Rick's like, oh, I hope you're not telling them everything. <laughs> what? He's like, I thought we were supposed to meet at Burgers. So basically, Rick's a teenager. He, the last thing he wants is to be embarrassed. As far as, like, he's got his own personal life. You know, if he wanted to introduce her to his family, he would have done so. And this kind of puts him in the spot, like, I guess I'm going to introduce you. But she has a gift for him for their one-month anniversary. They've been dating a, a month ago that day. And he pulls out, like, um pudding cup cans. It's not your plastic snack pack type. It's just, it's cans. Like, aluminum cans. And it's kind of funny because the pudding cups symbolize how they met, which is they were both in the school cafeteria lunch line, and they both reached for the same pudding cup. And Kimberly, of course, is like, it was fate. 
Oh, she said, Kimberly says it's a sentimental present. All right. She says they reach for the same pudding at the same time. Adorable. Adorable. And then uh, Kimberly's like, it was fate. And <laughs> Rick's like, it was chocolate. And of course, Edward's like, it was bigger than both of you. <laughs> Adorable. So of course, Rick wants to cut this whole thing short. Like, we're gonna go. And Kate, what does she do? She invites Kimberly to dinner. Oh, we're just gonna sit down to dinner. Do you want to stay? Of course. Yes. Why wouldn't you want to stay? And Rick's like, oh, Kate, I, I don't think. And Kimberly's like, I'd love to. It's like, because she tells her parents everything. And she just loves her parents. It's like, yeah, I want to get to know my boyfriend of one month's family. So Kate takes the pudding from Rick to go put it in the fridge. Because, of course, you don't want pudding to just sit out. It's going to get icky. I honestly can't remember. The last time I had pudding probably would have been probably a year or two ago. Maybe about a year ago. It was the, um, the Hunt's, like, pudding. It was, like, this chocolate cinnamon type thing. It was actually quite good. It was a snack pack one. I'm sorry. That handy pack, snack pack, whatever you call it. I love this. Kimberly is just like a woman's, woman's work or woman's job is never done. As she follows Kate into the kitchen. And Kate just loves us. I swear she wants to have a daughter. <laughs> She's like, ah, oh, so young and so wise. <laughs> Rick, of course, has to be subjected to his dad, like, teasing him, like, ah! Like, hey, why the big secret, huh? It's like, oh, darn, please, stop. I love how Edward refers to himself as, why, why don't you tell the old man there, Rick? Because he's, like, nudging him in the stomach. Like, dad, stop. Of course, he's like, oh, well, I don't know, dad. I, I figure you make fun of me or something. Of course, Edward just throws an arm around Rick's shoulders like, ah, I think it's great you're a lady killer. <laughs> and so he's like, just like your old man. <laughs> That's enough. I feel like we've seen this sweater on Edward before. I thought he got a haircut, but I mean, it's definitely shorter than it was in season one. But yeah, I've seen that sweater on him before. Of course, Rick's like, Dan, please, will you knock it off? Ah, here we go. We got the train coming in. It's running again. Yay. Did Rick take her out for a ride on the train? Aw. He did take her for a ride on the train. And now he's old enough to operate it by himself. Aw. And Kimberly just loves his house. Like the train, the bridge, the little tunnel. Or that cave that was in like season one. Well, it was condemned. They probably had to destroy it. Which, of course, Rick's like, we went straight through without stopping. Oh, you, you don't have to explain yourselves. So you guys hung out and made out. So what? You're teenagers. Like, oh, when did this become a, let's, like, spend a Friday night hanging out with my son and his new girlfriend game night? Oh, boy. So I'm going to play this clip. Oh, God. <laughs> You guys having a good time? The best. I love your house, Mr. Stratton. The train, the little bridge, the tunnel. Which we went straight through without stopping. You guys ready for a knockdown, drag them out, fight to the finish game of Monopoly? Gee, um, I think the kids may have more exciting things to do than hang out with the old folks. Yeah, they're Maybe right. you're right, Mom. <laughs> you young and shootest. Go on with your sparking. Like, what? 
Your dad's really funny. Yeah, hilarious. I hope you see Jenny and David. I'm dying to see the promise ring you gave her last night. Another guy got promised? They're dropping like flies. What's a promise ring? It's a way of showing the world that you really care for each other. What do you promise? Just that you'll be together forever. That's a bit much. Or until you break up. Oh. You see, whichever comes first. Oh. Like ID bracelets. Yeah, I think they did that years ago. Yeah, like the 70s. Well, we'll see you later then. Bye. Bye. Thanks for dinner. You're welcome. Hey, Rick. Can I talk to you for a minute? Oh, for heaven's sure. sake. I'm right there. Let's go. What's up? Kimberly's a terrific girl. Yeah. Don't you think you guys are moving a little fast? What makes you say that? She gave you a six pack of pudding. <laughs> Dad, when you've got it, you've got it. Well, I don't want to see you get in over your head. It's not Listen, a I can ring. handle it. It's She's talking pudding. about rings and promises. Dad, I appreciate what you're saying. It's nice. It's thoughtful. In other words, butt out. Pretty much. Dad, I don't talk like that. <laughs> well, see ya. Bye. Bye. Have a good time. Dude, chill. Oh, I, apparently they wanted uh, Rick and his girlfriend to stay and play Monopoly. And Kate finally is like, you know, honey, I really think that Rick wants to go out with his girlfriend. It's like, they already had dinner with you guys. Let them go out and do their thing. Um, Kimberly, of course, does bring up the fact that, oh, I hope we see so-and-so and so-and-so because, you know, he gave her a promise ring. And apparently this is a, a trend in school that's really, like, skyrocketing because he's like wow another one you know hits the bites the dust or another one it's like drops like a fly but of course they're like oh yeah what's this promise ring you're talking about and rick explains like oh it's just a way of symbolizing how much you care and that you'll commit each to each other forever and at that ever kind of looks rick in the eye like i think you're jumping the gun there and, of course, Rick asks, well, or, you know, if you break up. So, it's like, it's not a wedding ring. It's not an engagement. It's not a promise to, come on. And, of course, they bring up the whole ID bracelet, which, of course, if you watch The Wonder Years, you know that um, Winnie gives Kevin an ID bracelet, which uh, was in, like, the late, like, maybe 69, 70, 71, somewhere within that regard. Jenny and David are the couple that, uh, Kimberly, why do I keep wanting to call her Emily? I don't know why. She doesn't look like an Emily. But anyway, Kimberly wants to see the promise ring that David gave to, uh, what's her name again? <laughs> uh, that David gave to Jenny. Okay, yeah. Rick's like, another guy got promised? And he's like, wow, they're dropping like flies. Basically, these guys are getting, like, taken off the market in a heartbeat. Like, Boom. And this is where Edward's like, oh, what's a promise ring? What do you think it is? Hmm. Come on, Edward. You're not that old. You're only 40. Think of it like an ID bracelet, only different. And Emily, of course, just says, dang it, I did it. Not Emily. Her name is Kimberly. Why am I thinking Emily? I gotta stop that. I gotta stop that. Kimberly says it's just a way to show the world that you really care about each other. Okay, I mean, that's that's a nice thing. He's, and Edward's like, well, what do you promise? And Rick's like, oh, well, just that you'll be together forever. And at that, his dad just looks at him like, son, what are you doing? 
you're only 15, you don't need to sign your life away to a girl just yet. Basically, you're committed to each other forever or until you break up. Whichever happens first. That's where Kate brings up ID bracelets. And Rex like, yeah, I think they did that years ago. Notice he doesn't say a long, long time ago or anything. The look that Edward and Kate share, like, God, is she calling, is your son calling us old? (laughs) Come on, Edward, you don't need to pull your son aside and have a little, uh, father-son you're getting in over your head chat. This really wasn't needed. He's a teenager. This relationship isn't gonna last past this episode. We know that because we don't ever see her again. So, Edward starts with saying how Kimberly's a terrific girl, but don't you think you're moving a little too fast? He's not proposing marriage to her. Rick's all like, well, what makes you think that we're moving too fast? And uh, Edward's like, well, she gave you a six-pack of pudding. They're itty-bitties. You can't share them with anybody. They got maybe, like, four little spoonfuls in them tops. I saw the sizes, guys. It's not, they're not very big. They're mini, they're, they're minis. Half the size of a snack pack. Pudding cup. No, I want pudding. I like the Oreo, the J-E-L-L-O, you know, the, the Oreo pudding. Gosh, we haven't had that in a long time. But Rick's just, he's just t- chopping this up to, hey, dad, when you got it, you got it. And Edward's like, I just don't want to see you get in over your head. Making a promise that you can't keep. You can't say forever to a girl when you're 15. That's just, it's unrealistic. And the same goes for girls. Don't say forever. You don't know what's going to happen in a year. You don't know what's going to happen in five years or three years. You want to date? You want to go out? That's great. You want to go steady for a bit? Fine. But you know that that ship is probably going to sail once you go off to college. Especially if you're going to different colleges. Rick's like, look, Dad, I can handle it. And Edward's like, well, she's talking about rings and promises. So what? So what? Bird, it wasn't so long ago that you were in your yourself were a teenager. Put yourself in their shoes. It's not forever. So Rick just puts a hand on his dad's shoulder like, hey, Dad, look, I get it, okay? You just want to take care of me. You want to watch out for me. It's nice. It's thoughtful. And Edward's like, but in other words, what you're trying to tell me is you want me to butt out. And Rick's like, yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't put it that way, but could you please let me do this and enjoy it? So Rick leaves, and now Edward's all like, oh, Rick used to tell me everything. When he was 12, I'm sure he told you everything. He's 15. Welcome to that of a teenager. You didn't even know he had a girlfriend that he'd been dating for a month until you met her tonight. If she hadn't come over, you probably never would have known she existed. Kate is supporting Rick like, hey, you know, there's just some things that sons don't tell their dads. Like, how do you know if your son's even still a virgin at this point? You don't. Because he ain't going to tell you. And Kate, of course, adds to Edward like, you know, you didn't tell your dad about me until a year and we work together. <laughs> oh, he says that his father's a meddler. At first, I thought he said his dad's a mental. What does that mean? No, he said a meddler. Well, of course he is. Remember the time that he was going to offer Kate a job in California to get her away from you so you could marry some, like, heiress to a throne? Yeah, exactly. You don't gotta tell your parents everything about your life. In fact, it might be better if you don't. 
because they probably don't really care. Rick used to tell me everything. Well, there's just some things that sons don't tell their dad. You didn't tell your father about me for over a year. My father's a meddler. Maybe I should call her parents. No! <laughs> Relax, it's all part of growing up. I remember my first love, Keenan Pickering. What the heck kind of name is that? There's a musical name. Yeah, He used to carve our initials in everything. Desks, trees, pizzas. So what happened to you in this mad initialer? Well, there was this senior named Frank Kincaid. What, you just dropped this Pickering guy? No, I let him down easy. Oh, easy for you, sure. He had to go all over Columbus scratching out your initials. <laughs> guy probably felt hurt and rejected and locked himself in his room for a month listening to Frank Sinatra torch songs. What? Whoever did that? Never mind. <laughs> I'm sorry you got hurt. I just don't want to see the same thing happen to Rick. Oh, it won't. He doesn't even know who Frank Sinatra is. He doesn't? So Kay pretty much tells Edward, like, look, because Edward's like, maybe I should call her parents. But, like, no, don't do that, please. And Kate goes on to talk about this guy named Keenan Pickler. And at first, I'm like, Keenan, when I hear the name Keenan, you want to know what comes to mind? Keenan Thompson. I've never seen Good Burger, but I've seen D2 The Mighty Ducks, and he's in that movie. I'm sure Keenan Thompson has done other things between then and now. And. Um, <laughs> Then she fell for some Franklin something or other. And I guess this Keenan Pickler guy, which Pickler makes me think of, isn't there a country singer named like Kelly Pickler or something like that? Can't think of any song that she's sung. I probably heard something of hers. But um, I guess the guy was like always carving his and Kate's initials into um, trees and desks and pizzas and what have you and eventually when she was a senior she fell for this Franklin guy and she let the uh the Keenan Pickler guy down easy enough and my gosh Edward feels so sympathetic to this Keenan guy because I guess he's starting to relay a time in a way where he wasn't let down so easily and he, like, hid in his room and shut himself off from the world and listened to Frank Sinatra. And Kate's like, look, Ray, Ray, Rick's a big boy. He can handle himself. And I think he'll be just fine. Now we go to Burgers, which it's the same place that, um, that one guy ran who sold it to Lulu. It's just the place itself doesn't change the name of the restaurant. I thought it was like Hamburger Heaven or one thing or whatever. It's like every time he goes to this place, it's got a new name. But it kind of looks the same. Just maybe chairs and tables instead of booths or something. Because we've seen this thing like a handful of this place a handful of times between season two and three. This might be, I thought her name was supposed to be Jenny. There's a Heather that comes along. At one point, but who's this girl? Her name... She looks like I might have seen her in something. Let's see. Does she... Uh, I can't tell. Anyway, um, Kimberly is like, 
oh, did I pass the parents' test? And Rick's like, did you give them a choice, really? And, of course, Kimberly's like, well, parents just love me. Like, I'm sure they do. Curls, I guess this is Jenny who's got the promise ring, and she's showing it off to to Kimberly, and Rick is just turned away like, ugh. I think Rick is just irritated about the fact that this girl just comes over while Rick and Kimberly are on their date, and this girl's like, oh my gosh, look at this ring that I got. Oh, it's so great. Ah. And now the girl goes over to this gaggle of girls that are sitting at the counter, and they're all gushing over it. Like, it's the, it's like this Dave guy proposed to her. She's that giddy over it. But then again, it's teenage hormones. It's, this is as close to an engagement ring at 15 that you're going to get is a promise ring. And Rick's just trying to enjoy his date. He and Kimberly go in to kiss, and all of a sudden, Alfonso's there. It's like, Alfonso, can't you see Rick's on a date? Give him some space, guy. What are you doing? Alfonso just makes himself at home. Like, dude, go away, man. I love you any other time but now. Like, I want to hang out with you any other time but right this second. So, Alfonso, like, hey, guess what I got right here in this pocket? And, of course, Rick's like, a pickle. And of course it's not that. It's tickets to the Jets game a week from Sunday. So my guess. Okay, this is what I'm guessing is going to happen. I think that Kimberly is going to be one of those girlfriends that monopolizes all of Rick's time and kind of gets him to exclude his friends. What do you think? Or I think that maybe she starts um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, not crowding him, but just kind of, like I said, monopolizing his time and everything. So it's just him and her all possessive, maybe, I guess. I don't know. I'm kind of curious. Let's play this out and find out what happens. Hi. Go away, Alfonso. Guess what I've got in this pocket? A pickle. <laughs> Wrong time's up. Correct answer is tickets to the Jets game a week from Sunday. Be there. Sorry, I've got plans. Hey, why don't you both come? Let's all be there. Yeah. Thanks a lot, but I can't. We promised my parents we'd go to the Metropolitan to see the Primitive Culture Exhibit. But you can go, Rick. I won't mind. No, that's okay. I can't wait to see some Primitive Culture. You want to see Primitive Culture? We'll take the subway. Yeah. No thanks. We're obviously dealing with runaway hormones. That was very sweet, turning down a Jets game to be with me and my parents. Yeah. What have I done? Come on, let's dance. You'll feel better. I think that's classy of David. Don't you? That's no big deal. David's been promised three or four times. You see, his dad owns a jewelry store. Mm. It's not a matter of cost. It's what it means. It could be a cigar band. That's a good thing to know. Did you hear that Matt and Jane are getting promised? And they just met two weeks ago. 
You know, one of the things I've liked so much about our relationship is how free and easygoing it's been. You're feeling pressured, aren't you? Clearly. Well, you keep bringing it well, up. I don't want to do that. Let's just drop the subject. Okay, fine. She seems really easygoing. Unless you really don't want to drop it. No, no. There are plenty of other guys who are willing to move forward and not drift apart. Listen, we'll talk about it, okay? Listen, why don't we do what my grandfather does before he makes any major business decisions? He makes up a list of pros and cons. You're so romantic. Hey, this is important. I agree. Do you have a pen? Thanks. Let's start with the pros. Well, it would make me happy. I'm just kidding. My happiness isn't important. That's right. We gotta try and keep personal feelings out of this. Uh, let's see, um, it, it would save us the hassle of getting to know someone new. Yeah. That what doesn't else? sound like a reason. Well, we, we always have somebody to talk to. Count on. Fight with. Make up with. What about the cons? Well, um, well, we, we wouldn't be able to date other people. <laughs> Who wants to? Not me. <laughs> what mm. else? Well, we, we can't go. What? I can't think of anything either. There must be something. There's gotta be. Kind of scares you, huh? If. And now I'm just saying if. Say next Saturday I was to buy a promise ring. Would you wear it? Would I? Oh, Rick, I love you. Okay, that's a bit too fast, sweetie. So the reaction actually is a bit different than what I thought it would be. Um, and actually it comes from Rick. The thing is, they already made plans to go to the Metropolitan Art Museum or something to see some exhibit. And he tells Alfonso, well, I can't because, you know, we're going with her parents. And... Kimberly's like, well, I mean, we don't have to. If, if you want to go with Alfonso, you can. And Rick's like, no, no, I, I want to go with you and see the... Uh... Okay, well, actually, I like that Alfonso was going to invite, you know, both of them together. Like, oh, that's pretty cool. And Kimberly says, well, we can't because, you know, we promised my parents that we'd go to the primitive culture exhibit at the Metropolitan. And, of course, Kimberly's like, well, Rick, if you want to go to the uh, the football game, you can. And he's like, no, no, no. I, I don't want to do that. Oh, I'll go with you. I like to see primitive things. And, of course, Alfonso's like, oh, you want primitive? We can take the subway. I love how even after a year... Alfonso has pretty much integrated himself into the culture of New York. That is just wow. It's just, yeah. Finally, Alfonso realizes, oh, we're clearly dealing with runaway hormones as he just up and leaves, which is like, yeah, just give them their space and let them enjoy their date. So, I mean, at, ugh, I was almost going to call her Emily. <laughs> Kimberly's like, wow, I mean, that's pretty impressive, Rick. I mean, turning down a Jets game to go hang out with me and my parents? 
she's being surprisingly cool about this. He's not, like, trying to be, like, oh, well, I know you'd rather go do that instead of hang out with me and everything. It's like, you don't have to. No, it's like, she's really cool about it. Rick, of course, is like, oh, man, what have I done? And, of course, there's, they play a song that's instrumental, but it feels like a song you would know. There's no lyrics to it, but she's like, hey, let's get up and dance and kind of talk and stuff like that. And just kind of work things through. Oh, that girl! Okay, no. Uh, she was waving and then Rick waved back. And then she basically mouthed like, can you turn around? Because she wants to uh, talk to Kimberly. <sighs> okay, so this is Jenny and David. And she's showing off that promise ring. Oh, Jenny, you must be so happy. And that must be David that she's clinging to. Of course, it's almost like she's kind of, I guess, would you call it kind of baiting Rick a little bit? Like, oh, that's really classy of David, you know, giving her a promise ring. And of course, Rick's like, well, I mean, he's already been promised like four out of their times. And his dad owns a jewelry store. So it just kind of goes to show that, you know, they're teenagers and these promise rings are only as good for as long as the relationship lasts, which clearly isn't very long. Of course, Kimberly's like, well, it's not about the cost. It's about what it means, you know? I mean, it could be a cigar band. It doesn't have to be, like, an actual ring ring. And, of course, I think Rick's voice is still uh, working its way to changing because it kind of cracks. Oh, that's a good thing to know. Or however you want. She brings up another couple, Matt and Jeannie, who they got promised and they've been dating for two weeks. That That is way too soon. That is way too soon. It, this just shows that kids are, you know, they're in, they're impulsive and, and they rush into things and stuff like that. She kind of is bringing all this up because, you know, in the back of her mind, she kind of, she wants Rick to promise himself to her. So I think that she is really pushing this. She's a sweet girl, don't get me wrong, but I think it's the fact that all of her girlfriends are being promised by their guys and she wants that level of commitment she wants i think it's more a matter of oh by wearing this promise ring and being promised to my guy it's just it's like a symbol or a level of um not so much just fitting in but like a level of um status something like that i think Rick, of course, was like, you know, the one thing I... They're dancing while this whole conversation is taking place. He's like, the one thing I like about our relationship is the fact that it's so freeing and it's been easygoing. It's like, she's a really nice, agreeable person. She's not possessive. She's not like, I want to be with you and only you. I want you to exclude your friends and your family time to spend time with me. She's not one of those types. She can tell just by the fact that he's like, we're so free and this relationship is so easygoing that she picks up on, you know, that tone, like, you're feeling pressure. Because that's why she said, why don't we, you know, just dance for a bit and, you know, maybe you'll get this kind of off your mind. Because he is feeling pressured. And it's not so much what his dad said to him, like, you're rushing into this. Like, she's a nice girl and all, but you're a little young to, you know commit to forever it's because she like i said she's seen all her friends being promised and all these other people and she wants that level of status and commitment she's like you know i I don't want to do that to you so let's just drop the subject and of course he's like okay fine as he pulls her close but then he like pulls away from her like oh i mean unless you don't want to drop the subject i think this is 
kind of, uh, now she's being a smidge manipulative. She's like, oh, no, no. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of guys that, uh, guys that are willing to move forward and, you know, not drift apart. It's like she's, like, turning around and looking. Like, nope, I see all these guys here that are pretty committed to their girls. He decides to do what his grandfather would do, and that's, let's make a pros and cons list together about this promise ring and what it means for both of us. Of course, (laughs) Kimberly's like, oh, you're so romantic. That's pretty mature to make a pros and cons list, I'll say that. And of course, he's like, all right, let's start with the pros. And she's like, well, it would make me happy. And Rick kind of looks at her like, can we, like, be serious here, please? (laughs) Like, a real reason. (laughs) Not just that it would make you happy. (laughs) I'm just kidding. My happiness isn't important. Why do I do... I mean, she's a nice girl. She's easygoing and agreeable. But why do I get a feeling that there's a slight undertone of possible manipulation in all this? It's like we need to keep and try and keep personal feelings out of this. Apparently, the first thing he lists is it would save us the hassle of getting to know someone new. Typical teenager response, to be honest. I mean, that doesn't sound like a real reason. We'd always have someone to talk to. These reasons aren't good. (laughs) We've only been together for a month, though. That's still way too early for a promise ring. Granted, in teenager land, a month is probably like six months to them. Or three months. Someone that we can count on. Fight with? I've never seen them fight before. Maybe that's later when they maybe break up. (laughs) Make up with? Of course, no. We gotta focus on the cons. What are the cons? Apparently, she can't think of any. Of course, the big con is they wouldn't be able to date anyone else. Like, they would be committed. That's the whole point of a promise ring. They would be promised to each other to date exclusively. Of course, uh, Kimberly's like, who wants to? And Rick's like, not me. He's like, we, we can't go. Um, and he's thinking, it's like, we can't go what? what? What is he trying to say? And he's like, oh, I can't think of anything. You can think of something. You just don't want to say it out loud. I think the fear of com- like committing to one person is just... That's that's too much for a 15-year-old. He, like, just started dating, what, a year or so ago? Eh. It's like, there's got to be something. Like, well, there's got to be something. There's got to be. And she's like, well, it kind of scares you, doesn't it? It's like, you think he's a 15-year-old boy promising to commit to a relationship. That'd scare the crap out of me if I were a teenager. I honestly think, doesn't that seem to scare, like, guys more than girls? Yeah, guys, teenage guys like to play the field. They like to, you know, hang out with different girls and everything. They're not really... About commitment? Not at 15. Not at 15. Okay. So he kind of pops the question away. It's like, if. All right. And I am saying if. I went and got you a promise ring next Saturday. Would you wear it? And she, oh my gosh. Yes, I would wear it. Of course. It's like, whoa, whoa. Slow your roll there, Kim. Oh, she drops a big L on him and she hugs him like, oh, Rick, I love you. And of course, you just see he is like a deer in headlights at this point. Like, whoa. This is a rare scene that we don't get too, too much. Um, Out on the patio area, they have, back at uh, home, they have a table tennis thing set up. Oh, that's pretty cool. 
We rarely see this section of the house. I mean, we see it from, you know, the French double doors, but we don't actually see them ever really go out here too, too much. So, 21 to 19. I guess this is a thing that they do playing table tennis, so that ties them to two games apiece. So, Rick is so excited that he's going to beat his dad finally. I'm finally going to beat you. And Edward's like, yeah, when Elmer Fudd is president. And, of course, Rick's like, hey, dad, don't joke about that. That could actually happen. Mm, No, it couldn't. (laughs) Of course, Edward gets a Elmer Fudd president joke in there. Well, maybe Elmer Fudd for president 2020. I don't know. Of course, they're getting ready to play a game. And all of a sudden, off screen, we hear, surprise! Okay, uh, uh, Kimberly's there. Give me a second. Remember her name? (laughs) And that it's not Emily. So, it's like, uh, he's distracted. So, of course, Edward counts it, like, alright, one nothing, and, uh, Kimberly's like, oh, I hope I'm not interrupting anything, and Edward's like, oh, no, not at all. (laughs) No, 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 Edward's still gonna count that point. And Rick's like, yeah, a real sportsman would not count that point. So I'm going to play this clip. <laughs> yes, 21-19. That ties us up two games apiece. All right, the rubber match, huh? I'm finally going to beat you. Yeah, and Elmer Fudd's going to be president, too. Hey, that could happen. <laughs> I'm proud and privileged to be your president. Come on, come on, quit stalling, sir. All serve. right, all right. Surprise! Hope I'm not interrupting. Not at all. One nothing. Dad, that's not fair. A real sportsman would not count that point. One nothing. <laughs> now you've got company. We better take this up later. Hi, Kimberly. Nice to see you. How you doing? You can imagine how excited I am. I can? Yeah. How about tomorrow? Tomorrow? We're getting the promise ring. That's right. He didn't tell you that either. That's right. Well, it's not a big deal. Well, I mean, it's a big deal to us, but not to you. Well, not compared to the Louisiana Purchase, maybe, but in this house, it's pretty sizable. Congratulations. Well, what do you get for somebody who just got promised? A new car. No. A used car? No. No car. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what? What? Nothing. I was just looking. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Hasn't the last week been wonderful? Yeah, it's been so unlonely. Next week will be even better pep rally, dinner at grandmother's, and don't forget my brother's barbecue. Oh my god, that's a bit much. His kids just adore their Uncle Rick. Oh, okay, that's a bit much. Even Timmy? The one who bites? (laughs) He was just happy to see you. Did, um, did you hear that Matt took back his promise ring? I know! Janie was humiliated. Everyone thinks he's a scuzzo. (laughs) Oh, well, I don't pay much attention to gossip then you wouldn't be twinted in what the girls in biology class were saying about us. Of course not. What'd they say? <laughs> we make a perfect couple. 
Are you as excited about tomorrow as I am? No. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, Whoa! Hi, hi, hi. Just us. The perfect couple. Hello, Mrs. Stratton. Just passing through. <laughs> That's okay. I'm on my way out. I need new dress for this special occasion. Wanna go shopping with me? Oh, I'd like to, but uh, it, it's bad luck to see a dress before you buy a promise ring. <laughs> I'll miss you. I'll be thinking of you every single moment. Okay, she's getting a little too much. Ditto. Too fast. Special occasion? Things are getting pretty heavy. Yeah, it's starting to have a certain lead-like quality. <laughs> oh? No, no, I didn't mean that. I, I, I guess I'm just nervous about getting promised tomorrow, that's all. You're getting promised? That's wonderful. Listen, he's the one doing yeah, the promising? Maybe. Now, Kate, I know it's a long time ago, but please try to remember. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody ever give you one of those ID bracelet things? Yeah, there was a guy who used to take me out on his dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> his name was Gronk. Gronk? <laughs> Kate, you're not that old. Ow. What was it like? Well, I was in love. I couldn't imagine spending time with anyone else. <laughs> yeah, Kimberly's got that one down. Color, Rick. I have a hunch that you don't feel the same way. Of course I do. No, you don't. I mean, I'd be crazy not to. Kimberly's the best. She's pretty, she's smart, she laughs at my jokes. She, she can leap tall buildings in a single bound. <laughs> Sorry, there's no need to get upset. I'm not upset. I'm excited. Whenever I talk about Kimberly, I get excited. No, you're not. Okay? Okay. Okay. Are they ever going to play that piano that's where that desk used to be in the living room? Are they? Or is it just there for looks and special occasions? One of these days this season, somebody is going to play that piano. I swear it. They got to. Why else would you put a piano in your room if you're not going to play it? But anyway, um, of course, Crimberly. Yeah, Crimberly. <laughs> I'm never gonna get good thing this girl's not sticking around after this episode because I couldn't keep up with it. I'm surprised they haven't called her Kimmy yet. But she kinda drops the ball about um I hope um to Edward about that she's being promised by Rick that he's gonna give her a ring this weekend. It's a big thing and Edward just looks at her like, ah, yeah, like, no, 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 my, my son didn't mention anything about that. It's more stuff my son doesn't tell me or talk to me about. So she says, we're, you can't believe how excited I am. And he's like, yeah, I can't, no. She's like, well, we're getting the promise ring tomorrow. And Edward's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so like... Drawing a bl so, of course, we're just like, Dad, come on, it's no big deal. And Kimberly kind of looks at Rick like, what? It's not. And, of course, he puts an arm around her when she's like, <clears throat> he's like, oh, I mean, it's a big deal to us. Of course, probably not to you. 
And Edward man- mentions about how the house they live in is sizable. It's almost like you'd think that he were proposing marriage with this whole promise ring thing. It's the reaction from Edward. I love how he Edward's like, congratulations, as he shakes her hands. It's almost like he's saying, Dad, I'm getting married at 15. Of course, uh, Edward's like, well, what do you gift to someone who just got promised? And Rick's like, a new car? And Edward's like, mm-hmm. uh, a used car? And Edward's like, uh, and Rick's like, uh, no car? And it's like, mm-hmm, yes, no car for you, boy. Uh, yeah, you're not even old enough to drive. And driving when you're 13 with your grandfather into the library does not count. It just feels so awkward around her now because Edward leaves and he's just kind of looking at her, looking at him. And Rick's like, what? What? Because he's got his, like, he's wearing a shirt that apparently you could, he's, you got pockets in the bottom that you could shove your hands into. And she's like, oh, no, nothing. I was just looking. So they sit on the f- couch and she's mentioning, like, oh, hasn't the last week been wonderful? He's like, yeah, yeah. And I noticed, yeah, he's wearing, like, loafers with no socks. I don't even think ankle socks were even a thing back in 1985. Which, I don't wear ankle socks. I can't deal with that. I gotta have the crew socks where you, you know, you turn them up. Or turn them down, or whatever you want to call it. Rick, of course, is just... Kimberly's been dragging him to, like, dinner with the parents. And, like, oh, the grandparents. And her brother having a barbecue. And apparently he's gonna have another barbecue. And... I was like, oh, yeah, with his kids. And she's like, oh, well, they just like you. And Rick's like, oh, yeah, especially Tim because he bit me. And she's like, oh, well, they just love their Uncle Rick. I'm like, okay, you are getting a bit much even for me. And I'm not dating you. And I already am kind of getting tired of you. Pep rally and dinner at grandmother's. Oh, God. That is... That's something you do if you've been dating for a bit. He's already been to her brother's house for a barbecue. He's like, oh, we gotta go again to that? And she's like, oh, well, his kids just adore their Uncle Rick. Ugh. He's suffocating under the weight of all these commitments that she's throwing at him. Of course, Rick wants to bring up the fact that Matt uh, took back his promise ring and... Of course, Kimberly's like, oh, yeah, you should hear what the girl, everyone's calling him, like, a scuzz bucket, and how, what a jerk he is. And, of course, Rick, Rick kind of bristles at, like, like, oh, crap. <laughs> oh, she says, everyone thinks he's a scuzzo because he humiliated, uh, Jeannie. She's like, you don't want to know what the girls are saying about us. And he's like, huh, <laughs> really? Um, she's like, oh, they think we're the perfect couple, like, uh. Of course, after she says they all think we're the perfect couple, they she lays her head on his shoulder, and then, of course, they start making out on the couch. And you hear <laughs> the audience, the, the girls are really getting into it. Of course, who happens to come home from the office but Kate, because she's got her briefcase. And, of course, she walks in on Rick and his girlfriend kissing. She slams her briefcase down on the table by the door like, Hello, anyone home? Like, Hello, Mr. Stratton. Just passing through. That's okay. I'm on my way out. I need me just for this special occasion. 
of course, Kate, like, makes, like, a tree and just, like, oh, just passing through. And, of course, <laughs> Kimberly's, well, I'm on my way out to get a dress for the special occasion. And she's, like, hey, Rick, you want to come shopping with me? Uh, I don't know any boyfriend that wants to go shopping with their significant other or vice versa. I'm looking at Rick and I'm just like, dude, fix that collar. Because you got one side of it up and one side of it is down like it's normally, spo like, you know, in the shirt collar. It's like, put the collar down. I want to just reach through the screen and like, here, let me fix this for you because I can't stand it. And he's like, oh, it's bad luck to see a dress before you buy the promise ring. Oh my gosh, she is so too, too much. She's like, oh, she takes his hand like, oh, I'll miss you. I'll be thinking about you every second that I'm gone. Like, okay, oh, mm. I can see where Rick is like, I gotta get rid of this girl. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's been cute and all for like the last like six weeks, but I just, I gotta cut the cord. <laughs> and that promise ring is gonna be like a choke chain around his neck. <laughs> Pretty soon. <laughs> Of course, as soon as Kimberly leaves, Kate latches onto the whole special occasion, hmm? Like, oh, things are getting pretty heavy. There's an 80s term that I remember from Back to the Future. Wow, this is heavy. I don't remember anyone that wasn't either in a movie or a TV show that didn't use the word heavy to describe a situation. No one in real life that I can think of ever described something as heavy unless you were lifting something that was, in fact, heavy. I've heard of the word deep to explain something that is very thought-provoking and um, philosophical, but... Of course, Rick's like, well, it's starting to have a special lead-like quality. He's like, this weight around my neck, I can't. I just can't anymore. I'm only 15. <laughs> I'm not ready for this. Rick is just, he is like sweating bullets and he is like so nervous. Like, I, I, I didn't mean that. I, I mean, I'm, I'm so nervous about getting promised tomorrow. And, uh, uh, oh my God. You'd think he would be visibly, visibly shaking with fear. He is so freaked out. Of course, Kate doesn't see any of this. She's like, oh my gosh, you're getting promised? Oh, that's wonderful. Like, yeah, maybe. Look, Kate, I know it was a long time ago, but do you remember getting one of those ID bracelets and what you thought and what you felt at that exact moment? And she's like, yeah, I dated this guy named Gronk. He rode a dinosaur. <laughs> and Rick's like, Kate, you're not that old. Well, no, she's not, but <laughs> if you're going to go that route, she's going to just play along with you. I like Kate's hair like this. I like that it's grown. It was kind of cute when it was short, but after a while, it's like, okay, you can kind of grow. And, I mean, it was, you know, you know, big and 82 and stuff and just really, you know, had a bit of curl to it. But I like it just being nice and just, just above the shoulders, not 100%, but it's just, it's really, really pretty. So he's like, what was it like? And she's like, well, I was in love and I couldn't imagine spending time with anyone else. And that's how it should be in a way. When you're ready and when it feels right. God, this relationship he's got with Kimberly feels suffocating even to me. And like I said, I'm not even in the relationship, but I can see it. He is being suffocated and it's like that balloon that was so full of air is slowly leaking to the point where he's just gonna be on the floor just deflated as any as a balloon can be. Oh, he's like, yeah, Kimberly's got that one down. The fact that she's, you know, in, in love with him and just doesn't want to spend time with anyone else. And Kate finally is grasping like Rick is not all in in this here. 
like got one foot out the door and one foot in the relationship. Fix that collar, please. Hey, fix his collar for him. It's driving me insane. I can't take it much longer. Get him in a different shirt. Can we get to the next scene where he's wearing a different shirt? Of course, he's like, I'd be stupid not to be into her because, you know, she's pretty and she's smart and she laughs at my jokes and... Dude, it's like you're trying to convince yourself to stay in the relationship. If you gotta convince yourself by listing all of her qualities, this relationship is doomed. He's pretty much already mentally checked out. He hasn't even, he's almost to the point where he's just about to be physically checked out of this relationship, as well as mentally. I'm sorry, uh, there's no reason to get upset. He's like, no, I'm not upset, I'm just excited. No, you're not. (laughs) You are a freaked out 15-year-old boy. Okay, okay, now I'm leaving. And Kate's like, okay, I don't know what that was about. Well, clearly she does, but... (sighs) Teenagers, I tell ya. I know, I was one. Hormones. Emotions running up and down and up and down all the time, like never-ending. Now we're up in Rick's room. It seems like every time we go to Rick's room, (laughs) there's something, there's a few things that are different. Uh, One thing, he's got a weight bench press thing, I guess, because he's a teenager. And remember that desk that he had when Elf, uh, during season four, episode one, head over heels, and uh, Alfonso came in and uh, Rick was feeding his fish? Where's that fish tank? Where's that fish tank? Where's the stereo? Where's that table? No, instead of that, we got some weird, um, like, bluish gray and white striped tabletop with some wire rack thing with some wire type chairs, and it just looks weird. Every day, every time, it's like there's something different. He's even got pencils with a pencil sharpener. And he's doing the whole, give her the ring, don't give her the ring, give her the ring, don't give her the ring. And it's got, like, where did he get this mess of feathers? Like, these long, like, uh, I don't know if they're, like, ostrich feathers or what. But he's just, I don't know where he, like, he took, like, a feather duster. And he's just yanking feathers out of a feather. That's probably what that is. Yeah, he took a feather duster and basically dismantled it with by ripping up off all the feathers. So I'm going to play this clip here. Where's the fish tank? Did you kill those fish? That's a lot of money to spend on an aquarium tank if you're not going to keep those fish. Give her the ring. Holy crap. Don't give her the ring. Give her the ring. (laughs) Don't give her the ring. Give her the ring. Hey, don't use that method. Don't give her the okay, ring. Okay, stop! You're making a mess. Give her the ring. <laughs> Come in. Yeah, I think you need to talk to your friend there what because he's having a meltdown. Did you blow up a chicken? Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's the aquarium and the fish. I just saw one of the greatest films of the 20th century. Road Gladiator. Oh, you part two in 3D? Yeah. It's terrific. The truck drives right over your face. Cool. You know, I've been waiting to see that movie ever since part one. 
Why didn't you tell me you were going? We've been asking you to do all kinds of stuff lately. Yeah. But you're always busy. That's not true. Yeah, it is. Totally. Hey, Rick, I think it's great. I can hardly wait to get so busy with the girl that I can't see you. <laughs> My life is not all Kimberly. I'm you not with her now. Yeah, I bet that's her on the phone. Yeah. Hello? <laughs> oh, hi. Phone. Kimberly? Yeah. <laughs> Blue, green, you look great in any color. I can't say it now. He loves you! Yeah. <laughs> I thought his dad was gonna come in, and he Alfonso comes in. He's got 3D glasses because he saw like Truck Warrior, the movie like Part Three or something like that, and it's in 3D. So he's like, the truck tires go right over your face, and he's like, wow, did you like kill a chicken or something like that or a bird because there's like feathers all over the floor? Because Rick has starts like, oh, runs out of feathers. So here, let's start ripping up pads of paper. Like, no! I found the fish! And I found the aquarium! It's on the wall! So those fish didn't die! And the aquarium is still there! Thank goodness! I was worried. I was like, three episodes later, those fish are dead and that aquarium is not there. He's got... And it seems like every other time he's got a phone in his room, it's always a different color. This is like a basic, like, cream gray color cream white and of course it's Kimberly calling and he's like oh blue green you look great in whatever color you're gonna wear I don't care and of course he's like I can't see it no and Alfonso's like he loves you and it's like uh they get rid of that telescope because I remember the te that telescope was always like it's like Phil downstairs which I think they got rid of him but there's always a telescope aimed at the window in that bathroom and I can't get far enough over to see into the bathroom if that telescope is still there. And of course, Rick's like, why didn't you take me to the movie? And Alfonso says, well, you know, you're so wrapped up in your girlfriend that I never see you anymore. You know, I really hope one day that I can get a girlfriend to the point where I don't ever see you anymore just because that just sounds so amazing. Not. So, of course, Rick's still wearing that shirt. I think he finally put the collar down, though. But let's talk to someone else, like your dad, who told you you were getting in over your head, and or not to get in over your head, and you did it anyway. At least he fixed the collar of that shirt that he's still wearing. It's told me, like, put on something, but I don't know. Anyway, uh, I didn't know that Edward liked to carve wooden figures or wooden creatures or something. And it's like, hey, Dad, can I watch you carve whatever that's going to be? And, of course, Edward looks at him like, let me guess, it's a slow night, no girlfriend to hang out with? <laughs> of course, at this point, Rick's like, I would rather watch you whittle wood than go out with my girlfriend who is so commitment-driven. She's like, just, I'm, I'm being choked by the chain that she's got me on. So, of course, Edward can tell something's wrong with Rick. He's like, something's wrong, huh? And, of course, Rick's like, yeah, why would I tell you? Because you'll just joke and tease me about it. Like, no, 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 no. He'll, he'll, he'll help you out. Hi, Dad. Hey. What are you doing? Carving. Do you mind if I watch? 
Slow night? Yeah, sort of. <laughs> Something wrong? You'll just kid me about it. No, I won't. Well, it's about Kimberly. Ah, trouble in paradise? <laughs> you see, I knew it. Now, wait a minute, Rick, wait. I'm sorry. I'm glad you want to talk to me about Kimberly. Well, if I tell you, do you promise not to say I told you so? I never say that. I think I may have gotten it over my head. I was afraid that would happen. Dad? I didn't say I told you so. Okay, I'm sorry. Again, tell me about Kimberly. Well, it's just what I'm feeling. Perhaps. I don't know, it's just so... Complicated? Suffocating? Exactly. <laughs> I thought that dealing with girls would get easier as I got older. Are you insane? Way off on that one. Kimberly's terrific, Dad. But every time I'm with her, I feel like I'm suffocating. See? Well, maybe you shouldn't oh, get yeah. promised yet. But it would make her so happy. You see, I've promised to get promised. Everybody's expecting us to do it. Who's everybody? Everybody. I mean, Mike and Sonia, Scott and Dawn. Who are they? Not to mention all the girls in the biology class. Well, who are you doing this for? You or them? Exactly. For me. Yeah, right. For us. For them. I don't know anymore. Everybody says we're so perfect for each other. What do you say? I say I'm beginning to understand why so many poets jumped off buildings. You see, Dad, I like Kimberly a lot. I don't want to lose her. But if I back out now, she'll hate me forever. Should tell the whole school I'm a scuzzo. I thought you said your whole relationship was based on honesty and openness. <laughs> but that's when things were going good. <laughs> I know what I'll do. I'll write her a letter. No, just face her and tell her. Okay, think. okay, I'll tell her. In person. Good. My masterpiece. Oh, that's Edward. Is there an R in Edward? Yeah. <laughs> so bottom line is Rick is just feeling like he does say the word suffocate. I'm like, I know it. I know it. He's being suffocated. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with Kimberly. She's a great girl. But even Edward asks Rick, like, who are you doing this for? Because like everyone expects us to get together because we're the perfect couple. You know, I'm promising to, to promise or whatever. And it's just like, I thought you guys were about honesty. And Rick's like, yeah, we were in the beginning. And he's like, well, I'll write her a letter about how I feel. It's like, no, you need to actually sit down and talk to her. And I guess he's afraid that uh, Kimberly's going to call him a scuzzo and the whole school's going to turn on him. It's like, you need to end this. This is not healthy for a 15-year-old to be... A relationship that is all about, I need you to commit to me. I need you to... This promise ring is like a proposal or an engagement. And he's just feeling so much pressure. He can't hang out with his friends. And he feels like he's... It's almost like he's obligated to do this. Just by, you know, sheer... St 
status and everything like that. Like, oh, if I don't date her and, and this and that, it's like my status will go down. Like, she'll probably say some crap about me at school that I'm a scuzzo and, and no girl will want to date me. And the one thing he said, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. He's like, I thought as I got older, dating girls would be easier or girls would be more understandable. It's like, I don't know why you're telling yourself that lie, but you need to um, get your head uh, straightened out here. So he does end up meeting her here at Burgers. I swear this was like Burger Heaven or Hamburger Heaven at one point in time. But I'm gonna play this clip. Brett! Oh, hi! Just daydreaming about us. Look, notice anything different? Your nails turned pink? My mom treated me to a manicure for the big event. Oh, I think this shade will go with whatever stone we pick out. Don't you? Uh, Kimberly. Yes, Rick? Tell her the truth. How about something to eat? Are we going to the jewelers now? Well, I, I thought it would be better if we had lunch first. You're nervous. You always tear up napkins when you're nervous. <laughs> I do? Oh. I know you so well. Maybe too well. Yeah, you know me all right. I should. We've been together for five weeks. <laughs> and those five weeks have been so chock full. Something's wrong. I want you to know that I care for you a lot. I think you're the greatest and not getting promised. Please, try to understand. It's me, isn't it? <laughs> Listen, forget what I just said, okay? Let's march down to the jewelry store and buy the biggest promise we have to No, Rick. You mean it? Sure I do. Stop. No. I don't want the promise ring. Sure you do. Just because something stupid fell out of my mouth doesn't mean we have to ruin everything. It wasn't stupid. It was brave. It was? That's one of the reasons I like you so much. I mean, if we got promised and you really didn't want to... It would have been much worse later. Oh, yeah. Captain, it's great now. You mean you understand? <gasps> she understands! <laughs> oh, man, you're terrific. I know. <laughs> so, uh, what do we do now? I don't know. Well, I guess since we're not going to get the promise ring, we don't have to spend the afternoon together. Oh, I guess we don't. So, uh, I'll see you later. Yeah. Later. Listen, do you want to go see a movie? I'd love to. How about Rogue Gladiator? I already saw it. You're kidding. It's fantastic. This truck is right over your face. <laughs> yeah, I heard. I heard. <laughs> We get to the restaurant, Rick's there, and he is just ripping these napkins to shreds that are at his table. Kimberly comes in, and she's like, hi, Rick, and he's like, oh, yeah, I was just daydreaming about us. And she gives him a kiss and sits down, and then, of course, she shows off, like, notice anything different. He's like, oh, your nails are pink. 
She wanted them to, like, kind of match whatever stone that they were going to pick out for the promise ring. Promise ring with a stone in it. Wow. So, not only is, I mean, this thing is a huge event, and her mom treated her to a manicure. Like, oh my god, this has gotten way out of hand. I mean, once you get the parents involved in everything, and it's just like, this is just a promise ring. It's not an engagement ring. But the way they she's building it up, it's like... This is, like, forever. It's like, eh. So, Rick's like, hey, Kimberly, how about we get something to eat since you're here? And Kimberly's like, uh, aren't we going to the jewelers? And, of course, he's like, well, I thought it'd be better if we had lunch first. And Kimberly picks up on, you know, him being nervous because he's, like, shredding napkins at the table. She apparently knows him so well after five weeks because she's like, you're nervous. You always tear up napkins when you're nervous. He's like, uh, I do? And she's like, I know you so well. It's like, uh, well, you know one thing about him. He's like, yeah, you sure do know me. She's like, well, I should. We've been together for five weeks. And Rick's like, wow, yeah, and those five weeks have been so chock full of seeing each other every single day and doing all these activities together that he basically doesn't have a life outside of her, which can be overwhelming and stifling for a 15 year old. So the song, the instrumental song, I'm like, okay, I know the beat of this song. It's that song like every time you go away, you know the song that plays at the end of planes, trains, and automobiles when Neil Page finally gets home on Thanksgiving afternoon with uh, Del Griffith. This song is what's playing. But I recognize the tune. I'm sure the other tune, when they were dancing at that restaurant, there was a, a tune there, but I couldn't place it. And the way that he phrases this, it almost sounds like, yeah, he does want to break up with her. It's like, look, I really like you a lot, and I think you're the greatest. And she picks up on it really easily. She's like, wow, I'm not getting promised. I think she, like I said, it just feels like this is just a status thing. Like, all the other girls are being promised by guys in school, and I want to be one of those girls. Rick's like, please, try to understand. And of course, right away, Kimberly's like, it's me, isn't it? Why does a girl always think that it's something that she has done? Of course she starts to cry, but this is such a fake cry. It's like, come on. I'm not asking for real tears, but I'm asking for a little bit more emotion than that. Because she seemed way more invested in this relationship than he was. I love how she, like, picks up, like, these shredded napkins to, uh, dry her eyes with or cover her face. And Rick just feels horrible. Rick, of course, now he's, like, backpedaling. He's like, alright, forget what I just said. Alright, let's just march down to the jeweler. I'll get you a promise ring. It's like, no, 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 no. You were right the first time, guy. You kind of need to put a... An, an end to it or just establish that you're not ready to make that commitment of a promise ring yet I'll buy you the biggest promise ring that I can afford and she's like you mean it and then he's like yeah sure I do and she kind of looks at his face like no you don't <laughs> he's like I don't want the promise ring he's like sure you do I mean just because something stupid fell out of my mouth it's like as far as yeah he's definitely backpedaling he's like oh no I'm gonna lose her I gotta I gotta keep this going <laughs> Even though I really don't want to be in this relationship anymore. Honestly, like, I, I, now that I'm thinking about it, it's not so much the relationship that he doesn't want to be into. It's just, he, I think he wants to stay, take a step back and just, you know, hang out like normal. Just not every day, all day together. 
She's like, it wasn't stupid what you said. It was brave. And that's one of the reasons I like you so much because you're so honest. And she says, like, if we had gotten promised and you didn't really want to, then it would have been a lot worse later. It really would have. I mean, that's like someone getting married because they're afraid they're going to lose somebody only to later on regret it down the road. And then, yeah. Surprised. Like, wow. So, so you understand and she nods, and he stands up like, oh my gosh, everybody, she understands where I'm coming from. Like, dude, chill, sit down. Like, wow, you're terrific. And I love her, like, I know. It's like, she's kind of, she's not flighty. She's not, she's not an airhead. She's just really, I guess maybe semi-bubbly-ish, but she's just really light and, and, and airy and just, she's agreeable. Like, I don't think they've ever really had a real disagreement or a fight, or at least nothing that we've seen. Oh, she's kind of like, well, what are we going to do now? And he's like, I don't know. And she's like, well, I guess since we're not going to get the promise ring, I mean, we don't necessarily have to spend the afternoon together. She's like, all right, well, I'll see you later. So I'm guessing they still supposedly either want to date or don't want to date. I mean, like, either way, guys, whatever happens, I mean, we don't see her again gets up to go he's like all right later and then he stops and he turns around and goes back to his chair he's like um do you want to go see a movie so she's like yeah i'd love to and he's like hey how about rogue gladiator and she's like oh yeah i've already seen it i mean the tire tracks the vehicle goes right over your face like in 3d it's like so she saw it but she didn't take him with her to see it yet they've spent all this time together uh maybe they'll see she'll see it a second time so he can see it she says it's fantastic, and it's like, well, maybe she'll be up to seeing it a second time. This truck drives right over your face, and the same thing Alfonso did with, like, leaning the head back and just going over with your hand over your face for emphasis. It's like, yeah, cool. Because wasn't it a big thing in the 80s, like, the introducing of 3D in a way, whereas now it's like, I'm not impressed with 3D. I, it was such a big thing, like, in the early odds. Like, making a big deal out of 3D. And after a while, it's like, so I'm paying 10 extra dollars for a ticket to get these stupid glasses. Like, we went and saw, like, Shrek Forever After, I think it was. Or Shrek the Third. One of them. I can't remember which one. It might have been Shrek Forever After. And it's like, you get the glasses. And mind you, I have to wear glasses regardless. So, it didn't make really that big of a deal to me. Like, it wasn't impressive. Like, you pay 10 extra dollars just for a couple scenes that have a little bit of 3D. Boring. I'd rather save my $10 and just watch it in 2D. So, he puts an arm around her and they walk out of the hamburger place together. And it's a good episode. I, I liked it. Um, I definitely liked it a bit more than poor Evelyn. I'll, I'll tell you that much. This was kind of fun. Um, so for the train rating, I think I kind of want to give it... I want to give it a three out of... Maybe... Hmm. I think I'll give it a, a three out of five. An average. I mean, we got to see the train in motion, which was awesome. Um, the, the girl, um, a Andrea Elsib from Elf, that was pretty cool, seeing her in a different show before Elf, and the whole 
I like getting back to, you know, Rick and his high school adventures, even though we didn't see him in school, but we see him now that he's starting to date girls on a regular basis and just the idea of, you know, a promise ring and being committed to somebody and just all that comes with that and just weighing, you know, Edward and and Kate weighing in on it. And I like that Edward, I guess, what he was carving was like a wooden heart that said, Ed, actually, he missed the R in his name, and it was Edward plus Kate. But it was an adorable attempt. Granted, he chucked it behind him over his shoulder into the fireplace, but still, (laughs) it was cute. Um, I guess the only thing I really didn't care for... Um, I guess, I mean, if you wanted to say maybe Kimberly was a smidge clingy, she wasn't overly clingy, but just the whole thing with the promise ring and getting wrapped up in it like any teenage girl, but it's like, she was like following the crowd of other girls that were all getting promised and stuff, like, like, eh. And just, Rick, like, dude, you gotta be honest with her. If this isn't what you want, you need to say something. Even if you may or may I mean, she, this girl is relatively cool with a, they didn't have a real disagreement. She was just very, very, you know, open to, you know, receiving what Rick had to say a lot of the time, and there's never a real disagreement, so I I like that about her. So it looks like in about five episodes, season four, episode nine, A Magnificent Obsession, Rick's gonna have another girlfriend that he's gotta try to win back, who the girl, I guess, wants to go out with the captain of the football team or something to that effect. But the next episode I'll be focusing on next week, this one I'm not really looking forward to. I mean, we do get the return, I believe, of Grandfather Stratton. Tommy Lasorda, okay. Yeah, he's like a real-life like baseball player. Um, season 4, Episode 5, The Great Baseball Card Scheme, which aired on October 27th, 1985. <sighs> When Edward's father, oh god, I'm yawning. Um, when Edward's father visits, he has an episode, and the doctor tells him to rest. But he gets bored. He needs to do some kind of trading. And when he sees Rick trading baseball cards, he comes up with his own way to upgrade the cards cards value, and Rick becomes just as ruthless when he trades. I gotta say, he's 15. He's interested in girls. What? Doesn't the whole trading baseball card thing kind of end when you're like 12 or 13? I don't know. But it's just like this. So he has an ep- the Grandfather Stratton has an episode. So does that mean a heart attack or what? The doctor tells him to rest. Uh-huh. Well, then we have... Kate's uncle, excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm yawning, I don't, mm. uh, season four, episode six, The Trouble with Harry, that one, of course, I'll be doing, um, after next week, Kate's uncle Harry overstays his welcome at the Strattons and even pretends to own the house to impress his old rival, some of these episodes just kind of going over, it's like, a lot of these don't look good at all, um, we got... Episode 12 of season 4, which is Freddy's last episode, where we really haven't seen him that much. And it's just like, um, the good ones we get to, uh, one is called Daddy Rick. 
During a mock marriage for school, Rick's classmate tells him she's really pregnant, so that'll be interesting. Um, that's season, <laughs> that's episode 16, so it's like more than halfway through the season, when I'm only on, uh, just finished episode 4. Uh, the one I'm really looking forward to is the one towards the end of the series, or end of the series, end of the season, episode 17 and 18, One for the Road, part 1 and 2. A new friend pressures Rick to try alcohol, so I'm really looking forward to that one, because I think I might have seen that a very long time ago, but... Um, the silver spoonful for this episode, it's like, guys, I know you don't do promise rings anymore, because it's like, now, um, we're in a new decade, and even still, even ten years ago, no, no kids are doing that stuff. I don't, I don't know what kids do nowadays, because I'm not a kid. Um, I know when I was a kid, in, in, in high school, I didn't date. Um, so I don't have any expertise for that, but... Uh, I know the kids around me didn't give each other promise rings. I don't know what they gave each other, but it wasn't promise rings. <laughs> and it wasn't ID bracelets either that I can think of. So, don't feel pressure to commit yourself just because. In other words, don't go with the crowd. Do your own thing and what's good for your relationship. You, If you're 15, 16... Just have fun. You don't don't settle yourself down with a boyfriend or girlfriend at that age. Guys, focus on school. Get into college. Then you can date. Then you can just have fun and stuff. Don't don't tie yourself down to one person and say we're gonna be together forever. Because you might not be together forever. And it's better to not hurt somebody by breaking up with them and just, just hanging out, you know. Just don't don't the hassle. Come on. Granted, what do I know? I mean, I've been married for almost 13 years, so I, I'm not a teenager, so <laughs> I can't really give any real advice to teenagers, but uh, that's just what I'm getting from this episode overall. So next week is going to be the great baseball card scheme, which, like I said, a lot of these episodes are just like, oh boy, what, uh, and it's not so much focused on Rick and what's going on with him, and they start focusing on, like, Kate's uncle. That's where uh, you're starting to lose me. I mean, if you guys didn't have that many kind of storylines to deal with Rick, like, the drinking ones, that's a good idea for an episode, because that is a thing that teenagers are tempted by. Or at least they were. I don't know what they're tempted by now. Vaping? I have no idea. Pot, maybe? I don't know. Can you imagine? Oh... Well, when I get to uh, different, doing different strokes on a regular basis, yeah, we'll get to that stuff. Because uh, I'm looking forward to going into some of those episodes, let me tell you. But we gotta get through, and I feel bad for saying get through the last two seasons of Silver Spoons, but it's just like, some of these episodes are just, they're not good sounding. That's... Some of the baseball card scheme of Edward doing a fundraiser and running up the steps of the Empire State Building or something. And Kate's uncle visiting. Who cares? Who cares? But I'm doing it, guys. I'm doing this for you because I love the show. And I've just, I've loved 
being on this journey with Rick when he was a 12-year-old, you know, Ricky Stratton, and now he's Rick Stratton in high school. I miss Derek. You know what? Things will probably be more livelier if we had Derek. But no, we get this Brad-type character who's going to be coming in this season. Yeah, so that's a real good example by showing Rick, like, hey, let's go out drinking because you're 15 or 16 years old. <sighs> but anyway, I I liked this episode. I definitely liked it better than poor Evelyn. So um, if I had to rate it, I'm going to go Mrs. Stratton Builds Your Dream House as number one. I'm going to go Head Over, uh, head over Heels for... Uh, I'm going to set one as number three. Number two, I think I'm going to put Promises, Promises above the season for premiere. And then, of course, poor Evelyn's going to be in the number four slot. So, two, four, two, four, um, one, and three. That's my order of the four episodes of how I'm ranking them from best to worst at this point. So... Alright guys, like I said, have a great week. I, I'm enjoying this so far. We just we got some stinker episodes coming through that are gonna be coming up. So uh yeah, we'll get through them together, guys. We'll get through them together. <laughs> um I will be doing the first episode of um Different Strokes to Move the World, uh Different Strokes podcast. I will be doing the pilot episode in April, and then I will probably start eventually picking things up maybe in early fall, just because with everything that's going to be coming up this year, I'm probably not going to have a lot of time to be doing a lot of stuff. So, that being said, just we're in the final oh, the final week of January, everybody. We're going into the month of love in February. So, <laughs> and then we have the month of rebirth in March, the tail end of winter, the winter, 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 winter. I'm ready for spring. I'm ready for spring. This winter has not been bad, but I'm ready for spring. I'm always ready for spring. Always, always, always ready for spring. So, all right, guys. Have a great week. Bye-bye.